Hang on tight. Fish Talk Radio is about to take you on a fishing adventure. You're about to go places you have even yet to desire and revisit familiar favorites with live, on-the-water expert insider tips. Now, sit up straight, pay attention, take notes, and join the party for a blue water, white water, and calm water adventure. Check out fish tips and trips online at fishtalkradio.com. And now, the all-natural attitude adjustment. Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. I'm John Hennigan in studio, and we're going to have more fun again today. First of all, we've got a beautiful blonde sitting at the far end of the table, but unfortunately, she's already married to Pat Young, who's sitting next to me. (laughs) And uh, Pat is uh, um, a feature writer for Western Outdoor News. In addition to uh, you know hunting, fishing, angling, and uh, he fixed me an incredible meal last night. Yeah, I mean, I like to cook, but it's always nice to be able to uh, enjoy, you know, what's a little bit something different that somebody else likes to do. So, And then I think that we're going to try and get Grizz to be calling in, but he's in La Paz, and sometimes it's uh, not as easy as it seems. But, Pat, welcome to Fish Talk Radio. Thanks for having me. We just happened to be in town and uh, yeah. at a conference, and this worked out great. Uh, appreciate being here. I haven't been in Santa Barbara for a while. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we did just get Grizz to call in. Mr. Grizz! Yeah, John, you got the Grizz here calling from beautiful La Paz, Mexico. <laughs> well, I'm as always. It's so exciting to hear you because you know you're an excitable guy. Yeah, you've been... Well, you gotta be, John. If you're boring and you don't have fun in life, why live? There you go. That's that's what it is. Hey, Grizz, I I don't hey. know if you you should probably remember Pat Young from OWAC. Uh, he was at the La Paz. Were you at the Loretto? Oh, you were at the Loretto also. Yeah. yeah, I was in Loretto. Yeah, you, right. you you were with my son. And he Michael. is uh, he was also writes for Western Outdoor News. So he's going to be yeah, sitting I in the studio. Yeah, I think he wrote a story about me. Yeah, he I did. did. Oh, did he tell the truth? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably not. To lie. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> it was fishing tales. Fishing yeah. tales. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, we're going to be jumping into the main part of the program here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, we're going to be talking today to uh, Kelly Short, and we're going to be talking about uh, sturgeon fishing and whale sharks. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with you on Fish Talk Radio. Local fishing at its finest is aboard the Stardust. Day and half day trips on Stardust sport fishing are a family affair. Find out what it's like to view Santa Barbara from the water while you are catching dinner. See whales, dolphins, and Channel Islands up close. Spotless boat and friendly crew are perfect for beginner or expert. Get aboard with Jason Diamond and his crew on Stardust sport fishing, operating at a sea landing in the Santa Barbara Harbor. Lake Kachuma is a California treasure. Bald eagles, deer, egrets, foxes, wild turkeys play on the banks and in the trees. Red ear, bluegill, bass, and catfish inhabit the waters. Rainbow trout are planted on a regular basis and easily caught from boat or shore. Lake Kachuma Boat Rentals is a key to a successful day on the lake. Call 805-688-4040 for information. Tackle, skiff, or pontoon boat rental. Call Craig at 688-4040. 20 minutes north of Santa Barbara. Kachuma Boat Rentals for a day to remember. Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Clover Pass Resort, Ketchikan, Alaska, is in the heart of the salmon capital of Alaska. Walk a few yards to the dock and throw a line at king, silver, or pink salmon. Just a 90-minute direct flight from Seattle. You can be in your boat fishing the day you arrive. The calm waters at Clover Pass hold schools of salmon as well as halibut and rockfish. Clover Pass offers all-inclusive fishing packages starting under $1,000. For more information, call John at 877-FISHRAP. That's 877-F-I-S-H-R-A-P. 
It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and pargo. The Van Wormer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Fix me some coffee and a honey bun. Jumped in the pickup. Gave her the gas. I'm going out to catch a Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. I'm John Hennigan in studio. And with us, we do have this uh, lovely blonde lady and her, uh, Linda and her husband, Pat, who was a writer for Western Outdoor News. And on the line with us, we have the Grizz. What else can I say? Hey, Grizz. Hey. But uh, you know, a couple of things. Today's show is going to be a little bit different. Usually we jump around and cover a lot of different things. But we've got two topics today that we want to focus in on. And one of them, which is certainly dear to your heart, is the um, whale sharks. Yeah, and, the big toadfish. <laughs> well, I call them the gentle giants because, you know, if you've, never, if you've ever seen one, then you'll understand why. Because they, I'm not even actually sure, are they actually a shark? Yes, of course. Okay. Well, it says whale shark, but yeah, they've got this That's very... That's because they're so big. Yeah, but they don't have teeth. Um, no, but, but there's uh, a lot of whales that do, that do not have teeth. You said they were a shark. I'm trying to trip I'm you I'm sorry. Up. A lot of sharks that do not have teeth. <laughs> okay. All right. Gotcha. No, they, are, they are a shark, uh, the shark family. You know, they're not a whale. Whales are mammals. And they're the largest fish in the world. Oh, because a whale is a mammal, it's not a fish. Oh. That's exactly right. Oh. And how large... That's why they have a blowhole, because they have to breathe. Well, how large is the largest fish in the world? Uh, The whale sharks get up to over 38 feet long. There's reports of them of 44. And they're they're, they're not measured in pounds, but tonnage, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 you don't measure anything like that in pounds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to be talking. We have Eduardo coming on in uh, in another part of the segment from the uh, uh, Costa Baja Resort. And we'll find out more about whale sharks. But it's from, it seems to me that the Bay of La Paz is is, uh, is certainly the favorite place to, to view them. I don't is there Can you see them other areas? Yeah, they are there in other areas, uh, but uh, they're more famous here. The other day we were out, we had twenty-three of them, all the way around the boat. Wow! Well, all you know what's, what's what's really cool is we'll talk about it a little bit later. I don't want to go into it too deep, but these these they creatures. Don't mention it. <laughs> these now these creatures. I I've had the opportunity to see them just a couple of times, you know. But they'll just kind of lazily swim you know, along the top. And they have no problem at all if people want to get in the water and go snorkeling or swimming and go up and touch them. And, and, uh, no, you cannot touch them. You mean you're not supposed to touch them? Uh, well, the thing of it is, if you, you said you don't want to go into this. So okay. if you want to go into this, I'll go All right, no, let's, right let's, now, let's, let's, let's not do it right now then. The other all thing, right, yeah, the we're other, talking about it. Okay, the other thing we want to talk about today is sturgeon fishing. And sturgeon is also an, an amazing creature. We're going to be talking to that in the next segment um, that's coming up with Kelly Short, who's a fishing guide in the Pacific Northwest. And they are also extremely interesting creatures. But right now, let's talk a little about La Paz and the Grizz. And then let's see if uh, you and Pat have, you know, have anything, you know, that inf- any information you want to share with each other. Yeah. So no, I don't want to talk to Pat. No, you don't talk to me. <laughs> about, you don't want to talk. You don't want to talk to me about La Paz. You know more a lot about La Paz than I do. I've been there one time. So yeah, well, you need to come down and do the fishing. Right now in La Paz, it's actually great fishing. We got yellowtail showing up, 
And, uh, of course, a big, big Sierra. Right now the mackerels are starting to move mm -hmm. at the Coyote. So, And we've got out of Tobacco right now there are tons and tons of hammerhead sharks. Well, you know, that's... But, a, I mean, tons. That, that's, that's another interesting thing because, you know, they're... Hammerhead can be a sport fish, but you don't want to kill them. Uh, no, but, of course uh, not. But I've, I've, I haven't done it, but I've seen a lot of videos where the scuba divers will go down and then look up at the whale sharks swimming around above them. And yeah, right now that's what they're doing because mm -hmm. there's so many of them right now. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean they're just everywhere. So in other words, the only the only thing between you and the surface is the is is the hammerhead sharks. I'm not sure I'd like to be there. Well, they they're very unique and they're very interesting to catch. They're kind of difficult to catch where their mouth is back set back under that hammerhead, as yeah. they're called. And uh, they fight fairly well because of their size. Normally, they you hook them up and they go straight down, mm -hmm. and you're just like pulling a Volkswagen off the bottom of the ocean. Uh, they're not like the uh, the Makos who do all the jumping yeah. and the Threshers who do the jumping. Yeah. They're just they just bulldog you. Right. Well, you know, Threshers. It's a great. Uh, uh, game fish, but uh, you know, if you take one every once in a while, they sure do taste good. Yeah, like I, I yeah. try to get a young one about once a year, either that or a mako, because they're just fantastic. Yeah, and you also mentioned Sierras, which is a, a member of the mackerel family, and they, um, first of all, they're a lot of fun, but they they're not that easy to catch because they have very sharp teeth that are close together, and if you get the hook in their mouth, but there's a little bit of line, um, they'll they'll go right through that in a blink. And well, you can, unless you got more money than brains, you use a uh, steel leader. Well, yeah, but yeah. then they then they don't bite as well. Yeah, uh, they do. Well, they do for yeah, you. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they Depends do on what lure you use. Yeah, okay. But, uh, no, they are a lot of fun, and they are also a great table fare. But that's one of those things that you don't get them and put them in the freezer for six months. You know, they're, they're something that... No, they uh, become mushy. Yeah, you want to get them and, and... Unless you freeze them in water. Oh, another tip. Okay. Yeah, you know, if you take them and you put them in a Ziploc bag, not like we're used to, mm -hmm. uh, you know, vacuum, uh -huh. but put them in water, or I'll tell you another thing, the milk cartons, the... The actually cardborns, if you put the fillets in there, fill them up with water, throw them in the freezer, they don't turn into mush when you thaw them out. Okay. Uh, but I, I think that as far as, uh, you know, um, most of our listeners have an idea what ceviche is, but it's, uh, uh, it's a fresh fish that you marinate in lime juice, which actually cooks the flesh and makes it kind of white and, you know, and, and like it's been cooked. Um, and the, the uh, Sierra, I think, probably are one of the best for that. I agree, John. I, I think, you know, to fillet them out and cut them up and then, like you said, put them in lime juice. The citric acid, uh, you know, it's a tricitric acid that actually cooks the fish uh, when you marinate it in that. Chop you some onions and, you know, and it's just real good. I like to put a little mayonnaise in mine. Hmm. I like mayonnaise. I never tried that. Yeah, it's really go. good. Okay. And so we're talking about, in La Paz right now, we, we're, are the uh, um, the gentle giants or the whale sharks, have they come in yet? I was just with 23 the other day. Well, you did well, say that. 23 of them. Wow. So we're going out tomorrow. They say there's a, somewhere around 40 out there right now is what they told me. I just came back from the marina right now, and they said that there's an estimated 40 out there. Right. And then we got the hammerheads, uh, which... The hammerheads are not in close. They're about about an hour running out. Mm -hmm. They're out in the buckle. And Well, you've got a whole fleet of boats down there now. So if somebody wants to go down to the, uh, uh, the uh, Costa Baja Resort or whatever Grizz wants to put you up into, and you've got some boats to take them out. Uh, hammerhead, I've never... Never caught one, and I don't know if it's something you catch on purpose or is it incidental. How do you how do you catch those? Well, I like to catch them because they make great television. Mm -hmm. So the best way we do on that is again steel leader, use a circle hook so you get it out you know, without hurting the animal, and 
Uh, Sierra is really good at dead Sierra. Hook them right through the back under the dorsal, oh. and then put them down on the bottom, and it won't be long, and you've got one of those boys on. Right. Well, I'll tell you what. When you're fishing, when the bait you're using is uh, uh, is more than two feet long, it means you're after the big stuff. <laughs> Well, well most a, of the times we do do that. Yeah. You know that, John. Well, anyway, we're going to be coming up to a break here in just a couple of minutes, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk some more about sturgeon, which you don't have in uh, Baja, but I'm no. sure you know a little bit about it, and they're fascinating Got fish. a few of them. Right. They are. They're fascinating and quite unusual. We're going to learn a lot more about them. Right now, we're going to have to take a quick break. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio. We'll be right back with you. S-A-N-D-O-S is how to spell luxury resort in downtown Cabo San Lucas. Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is the only five-star all-inclusive on the beach next to the marina in Cabo San Lucas. Angler-friendly Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is now an affordable world-class resort with the finest accommodations, food, and location anywhere. Enjoy your Cabo fishing adventure as you never have. Visit Sandos.com and use discount code FISHTALK. World-class golf, fishing, and diving in the clear, warm waters of the Sea of Cortez with a true five-star resort. The Grand Heritage Hotel and Resort at Costa Baja, great value and without the hustle of other parts of Baja. On the white sand beach with Espirito Santos Island minutes away. Signature restaurants, pools, and accommodations for an intimate weekend, weddings, or corporate events. On the web at CostaBajaResort.com. The road stretches for miles in front of you, and with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway, so your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. I'm John Hennigan in studio, and we have with us today, we have Pat Young, his lovely wife. We have uh, the lovely Grizz uh, brought to us from La Paz. I use that word very loosely. And then, yeah, and, then, and then we have Kelly Short. Now, Kelly is a fishing guide. And one of the things he does, of course, he's uh, big into Baja also, as anybody that's, uh, that likes to fish should be. But also he's a fishing guide in Northern California. And he's gonna, we're going to be talking today about sturgeon, primarily white sturgeon in the Columbia River. So welcome to Fish Talk Radio, Kelly. Hey, well, thanks a lot. And uh, just to make one correction, I, I'm, I live up in Oregon. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm on the Columbia River, and the Columbia River holds the largest population of white sturgeon anywhere. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's quite the incredible fishery. Um, it offers fish from 20 inches to 15 feet long. 15 so feet? It's, it's, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the largest that I've ever had in my boat before. So they are uh, they do get up there. Well, I have had the opportunity to go sturgeon fishing and uh, once i even caught one by the way <laughs> but and oh, it's that? it's a it's a very highly regulated fishery um and one of the reasons for that is i understand they can live to be over 100 years old yeah they they, they get extremely you know they're they're our prehistoric fish they've been around for decades so mm-hmm. um they've been able to adjust <laughs> all kinds of conditions that they've had to and they're still here with us but we've gone to great measures to uh protect those brood stocks in the columbia and its tributaries and stuff and and regulated our keeper size fish that we get to keep mm-hmm. and and the department of fish and wildlife has done a great job working with us charters and guides to come up with a slot limit size that allows the angler to retain a quality fish and then also protects the, the upcoming brood stock to uh, mm-hmm. keep the fishery viable and alive. Right. Well, you know, obviously, you know, people have heard Why about... Why don't you tell us what the, the measurements are that you are allowed to take out? Or I should well, say... Well, the slot limit. Mm-hmm. The, we haven't changed it. I, I asked for a modification this year to kind of shorten it up even a little bit more just just to help the the situation but the normal size is 45 inches to 54 to that's to the fork of their tail so if you went nose to tip you know it would probably be like a 60 inch fish that would weigh 40 50 pounds you know it's a nice big healthy fish there's a slot limit if they're if they're under that they're juveniles they get they get put back if they're over that they they get put back you just don't you just don't handle them unless they're very close to that size limit and you need to measure them and and then you can, you're allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you something, Kelly. Over the years, the sturgeons were kind of wiped out, and it wasn't for the meat; it was for the caviar. Am I correct? They weren't ever wiped out in the Columbia. The, the Columbia no, is a lot of them. They were worked on. They, they they do want to harvest them for caviar. True caviar is a beluga sturgeon out of Russia. And that's yes, where your exactly. true, real caviar comes from. It's from the beluga sturgeon. And the white sturgeon do have them. And uh, I am sure that there's been some of that going on where they used to catch mm-hmm. them. You know, in California, you guys used to be able to keep them, you know, six, seven feet, great big ones. And that they had no. caviar in them. Uh, Pat, Pat, Pat's, Pat's, uh, no, I, I live in, in the San Francisco Bay Area, and we have probably the second best white sturgeon fishery located there in San Francisco Bay and on up into the Sacramento River system. Yep. And mm-hmm. they've changed the uh, the slot limit there, s- similar to what you're talking about now with the fork, fork measurement. And uh, the bottom end on ours is 40, and I think the top is 60. Yeah. So, it's just a nice slot limit because juvenile fish in our bay systems like that, you know, these... People don't understand that these fish come from the salt. They travel back and forth, up and down the coast. I mean, they don't really know where they go because in the summer months, I get an extreme flux of juvenile fish and some salt fish that come into the Columbia because the smelt run comes in. We have anchovies come in. There's mm-hmm. the shad run coming in. And they're just, they grow the abundance of food there. They're not trapped behind a dam somewhere where they don't, their food chain is limited. So I fished around the mothball fleet down there and caught some, too, where you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And uh, in my younger years, had a chance to do that. And uh, But it's a lot of fun. People need to do it. I mean, we do it in Oregon. I use a 9-foot salmon rod, um, you know, and a uh, 50-pound line, uh, a braided line. And then uh, we use, like, a 5-aught barbless hook. We have barbless hooks on them. That we, we don't use barbs on them. They're barbless only. Yeah, they went to and, single barbless uh, hooks in California, too. Yeah, that's great because it, what it's doing is it's really preserving the sturgeon then and letting them get bigger. Because, you know, in the past, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you know, you, you're aware of this, too. I mean, you know, they used to be able to keep them up to six foot or five and a half in Oregon and stuff, too, in Washington. But, I mean, 
we've restricted the size down now where it still gives the angler an opportunity to keep a fish. And if you do, it's a quality fish to keep, and that's what's really nice. You're not keeping a little 30-inch fish. You're keeping one that's a nice-sized fish. Mm -hmm. But when they get to that age, it only takes a couple years to get out of that bracket to where they make it to where they're a broodstock then, or a juvenile broodstock. Mm -hmm. They actually will start breeding when they're 72 inches at that range in there. They're actually at an adult age where they can breed. And that would be probably 25, 30 years old? Yeah, probably in that range. Maybe a little older. It just depends mm-hmm. on the area where they're at. Mm-hmm. And also, a quick question. It seems to me there's a way they can harvest the eggs without killing the fish. Is that right? I couldn't tell you. I don't know what, how they do that in Oregon or anything. I mean, I've watched some things on no. TV one time in Russia where I thought they... Laced them open, took the eggs out, sewed them back up, put them back in, and well, I mean, and, just kind of like kind of like milking them. But I, I don't think you yeah. come up. Yeah, okay. So now that's pretty much it. But uh, you know, I, they are fascinating creatures, and they do look like something out of Jurassic Park. I mean, if you see one of those ugly suckers, you go, whoa! <laughs> but yeah. uh, they are bottom feeders, so it's not like they got a lot of sharp well, teeth. Let me, let me ask him. He, you have a lot of green sturgeon down there. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I just uh, was reading one of the reports that one of our guys did uh, had written in the paper here, and, and they caught uh, three fish, and, and one of them was a green sturgeon. So of course yeah, we, we see, can't we can't keep those. They, you, no, you're not even supposed no. to pull them out of the water. But uh, yeah, we aren't either here. But we don't. Uh, I'm starting to see a. a I, I never used to see very many of them. It was pretty rare to get one. I think they're still but rare I'm starting down here. To, I'm, I'm starting to see more of them in the estuary in the lower river down there in the summertime, you know, when the rest of the sturgeon come in pretty full down there and feed on the anchovies and stuff that come into the system down there. Well, mm-hmm. right now in San Francisco Bay, the herring are spawning. So that's really pulling, yeah, the, that's really pulling the sturgeon in, and, and uh, everything's just going on a feeding frenzy when the, when the, the herring are laying their eggs on the rocks. And uh, they, they've closed sturgeon off sections off. of the bay there because the fish are so vulnerable because you can see them tailing out of the water. I mean, you know exactly mm-hmm. where they're at. So uh, the, the herring spawn is always uh, kind of a, mm-hmm. the... Uh, the the opening of the really good sturgeon fishing okay. because when it really pulls they, those they, fish they in. They come in from all the tributaries then around to feed on that, and that's where I was saying we're fortunate where we live along the west coast here. Those fish bulk up. They they put on a lot of weight and they grow it a lot faster because of the nutrition they have. With you know they eat little crabs and everything else, and then they come in and feed on on the herring spawning down there. They'll move up the coast. I mean, when I used to fish below Bonnaboo Dam ten years ago and catch big fish, target mm. big fish. Right. Um, I caught them from San Francisco Bay that were tagged and from the Fraser River. Oh, so really? I know they come from both mm-hmm. areas back into the where they were spawning up into the Columbia. Okay. But uh, the same thing is in the in the summer months. Once May, the end of May, part of June, I start getting these little pile herring and we get the ants right. and we start fluctuating in out of the Columbia. They get so far up and the salinity's wrong and they die. And yeah, these fish, it's just a, they just, Okay. Large on them for all summer. Uh, Kelly, we're getting a little bit short on this segment. There's a couple other things I wanted to mention. Uh, first of all, if someone wants to go sturgeon fishing, can you help them out? Hey, you betcha. If they would like to go, I would suggest somebody to come at the end of June, the month of July. If you want to do some catch and release, light tackle fishing in like 15 feet of water, 40 fish days, that's average. Um, They are hard fighting. It is unbelievable fishing. Um, Look me up on the Internet at uh, kellyshortoutdoors.com. Give us a call. I work with a couple other guys that have done this for 30 years as well as me, and uh, you'll have a memory for a lifetime. There you go. Now, did you say that they go into salt water, back into fresh and spawn? Yeah. Okay. But but not like a salmon. They can do this over and over and over. Oh, yeah, that's why they can grow up to 100 years old. Right. Yeah, yeah they are mm-hmm. fascinating, interesting creatures. So, you know, I, I, I think as a percentage, there's very few people listening to us that have ever caught one. So if they want to get that experience, um, again, When they do, I think the gentleman that's there with you from the uh, outdoor, uh, he'll tell Pat. you, mm-hmm. too. They don't fight like a log. Everybody thinks a sturgeon just, mm-hmm. is like you're just snagged on something. No. It's well, surely no, they, not, they where, not where I'm at. They're airborne <laughs> out of the water. Yeah, they're going to say they, 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 they jump, they they jump like a marble. Yeah, after yeah. they worn out, they kind of roll over, but uh, they're very exciting. So let's get that one more time. Uh, it's Kelly Short. What was the email? Kelly Short. 
kellyshortoutdoors.com. Okay. And uh, you've got my phone number if you want to give them that. It's 541-915-9135. They can okay. give us a call. We'll get them hooked right. up. Now, remember, if you're listening to the show and you didn't get all that information, just uh, tune in to uh, fishtalkradio.com, and you can listen to it over and over and over <laughs> as much as you want so you don't miss anything. Kelly, uh, that was very exciting, and we'd like to get up there with you. And it certainly is a, an unusual uh, game fish, that's for sure. And if you do get one in legal size range, they kind of taste like lobster. Yeah, but oh, they're, they're excellent they're eating. Really good. Okay, well, we got to go. Grizz, you hang in there because uh, we're going to come back and we're going to talk to Eduardo and we're going to talk more about the uh, whale sharks. Thank you, Kelly. We'll okay, be right back with Fish Talk guys. Radio. Mm-hmm. Good talking to you. I'm John Hennigan, host of Fish Talk Radio. This is Common Sense Conservation, brought to you by Santa Monica Seafood. We are talking to Captain Sig Hansen. Captain Sig, give us a real quick idea about sustainable fishing that you're involved with. Well, as far as sustainability, I think Alaska has really set the bar. We took 40 to 45 percent of the male crab off the ground, and these days we take 15, and I'm still seeing swings both ways, both up and down as far as the stocks are concerned. As far as sustainability, it's all about the ecosystem and the reality is, you know, especially for the crab population, there's so much predation that that's really what affects these swings in population. You've got a lot of predators. You've got a lot of cod and halibut and the elephant sole. And so, You've got these large swings. Is this by regulation, or are the fishermen actually aware of this? I think the fishermen are aware of it, but as far as regulatory, you know, the scientists just go by what they see. But, you know, there's always a reason for the madness, and they don't always want to see the reason behind the madness. They just look at the numbers of what they see in front of them there. But for me, I look at the past. Why did this swing happen? It's very obvious but it's just they can't always prove okay. it. Well, for we, me, it's common sense. I know why. There you go. Thank you, Captain Sig Hansen. This is Common Sense Conservation, brought to you by Santa Monica Seafood. Santa Monica Seafoods works for sustainable fisheries. Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and pargo. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. First named La Paz in 1566, the fourth largest municipality in Mexico still has a provincial Mexican atmosphere. On the Sea of Cortez, the most biodiverse body of water in the world, La Paz has year-round world-class fishing. With a rich history of pearls, pirates, and legendary fishing, La Paz in Baja Sur makes for the perfect fishing vacation. Spring in La Paz, you catch Trophy Pargo, Giant Yellowtail, and Sierra. Find more at VivaLaPaz.com. Viva La Paz! Fish ain't biting, fish ain't biting, fish ain't biting around here no more. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio with Pat Young. And we have uh, two people on the line with us. Coincidentally, both are in this uh, beautiful city of peace, capital city of Baja, California, sir, uh, also known as La Paz. Uh, we just got, well, we, one of them there. It. Uh, oh, that was Pat. Oh, anyway, um, we have Eduardo, who is the general manager, the El Jefe, of the by far and away the finest resort in La Paz and one of the finest in all of Baja California, sir, the five-star Costa Baja Resort and Spa. 
And I think uh, if he's looking out his window right now, he might even see some whale sharks. Eduardo, welcome to Fish Talk Radio. Hi, John. How are you? Well, Thank it you. just keeps getting, keep getting better every day. And I always look forward to today because, you know, getting on the radio and learning all these things, we just talked about something completely different that you've probably never even heard of is uh, uh, fishing for sturgeon in the Columbia River. But right now we're going to go, we're not going to be fishing for whale sharks, but they're a very um, top tourist attraction in La Paz, and maybe you can give us an idea why. Well, this is one of the best places to see the whale shark, one of the biggest fish species worldwide that in some places in the world is in is dangerous to expire, but we have right now in front of us in La, uh, La Paz Bay uh, 50, 50 species like that that you can uh, uh, snorkeling with them, and you can use your paddleboard and just uh, take a big ride with them to take in pictures and mm-hmm. enjoy uh, this beautiful, beautiful mm-hmm. uh, animal. No? Well, most people may shy away from swimming with sharks. But that's the whole point of this, uh, of going down there, is to be able to swim or just kind of look yeah, at them. Yeah, it is. You know, the, the, name, the name of the species is the whale shark, but in, in fact, it's an, an, a big fish. It is, it is safe to, to swim with him because he, the only, the only thing that gives fish feeding is just the plankton, not that is the food that he that they, they, they eat. No, they don't, they don't have any kind of teeth, so it's a, a, very, a very calm uh, fish. And they, 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 and they, well, the people say that it's a, a, a shark by, the, by this, the, you know, the, the size of the, of the yeah. animal, no? Yeah. Well, we talked about sturgeon, which are very unusual creatures that kind of look like they come out of uh, Jurassic Park or prehistoric times. And the whale shark, again, is one of the most unusual creatures you'd ever encounter in the water because it's kind of so hard to describe. But why don't you go ahead and describe what it looks like? Well, this is an, an, a big one. So they have, they have the, a weight, uh, well, they have the size of maybe 46 foot, and they have uh, 66,000 uh, uh, leaves. Of, of, they, they have a very weight. Uh, like a 45,000 livres, or no? So they have a very good, very big, big, big animal. And, and it's a, well, it's let's put it, the, let's the put it this way. If, if you're in a boat watching them, chances are they're a lot bigger than your boat. Sure, you can, you can, you can see immediately. Even if you want to have the kayak, you don't want to swim with them, so you can just enjoy their, mm-hmm. their ride. Well, no? They are very unusual because... It seems like they're almost all mouth. You said they, they plankton feed, but their mouth is, what, like six, eight feet wide? And then it kind of uh-huh, taper, it tapers down? Yeah, it's, it's well, all the, all the pictures and, 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 and movies that the, peop, the people take it with them it's, it's when they are feeding the plankton. So they, they take a big, big mouth, but it's, not, it's safe to, to, to swim mm-hmm. with them. It's a beautiful experience. And you can imagine to be on the water, and you have four around you. So, um, but they don't, they don't have any, any. They don't, they don't, they, they are not dangerous with you, no. Grizz, amazing, you're being awfully quiet. Experience. Let's get a better idea what uh, uh, what it's like to go visit those and how you do it. Well, John, the thing of it is, is like uh, Eduardo said, you're talking about a fish that's up uh, the average size of the fish, right? that we have right down in La Paz are probably about 28 foot right now. Uh, you get some big adult ones out there. I'd seen one the other day about uh, 38 foot. But you got to imagine this. You're talking about the mouth. Now, they eat plankton. So imagine how big that mouth has to be to suck in the water to get microscopic food for an animal that is 25, 35, 45 foot long. So their mouth, they depend on their mouth. If you look at them close, the local fishermen call them toadfish because they have the color of a toad. Yeah. They're brown with spots, and I mean, they look like a toad. They call them pisapos, which means a toadfish. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not dangerous at all. I mean, you can swim, you don't want to touch them. 
you can stay beside one for minutes at a time, but the moment you touch them, it spooks them, and they oh. take off. Okay. And the other thing is we don't want to encourage touching any type of natural of wild fish or whales because we have such dirty hands. Oh. And, you know, we can promote, uh, we can take the slime off their skin, we can actually make the poor animals sick. But this is a time to do it. The time is to come in now, like Eduardo said, they're, they're everywhere. And you, imagine this uh, day of this. Come in, you're at the Costa Baja, the finest hotel, as you said, in all of northern Baja, California. There's no uh, suit. There is no better. Go in, have a great breakfast where they have the finest chefs, and then go out because you don't have to get up early in the morning. Go out in the middle of the day, and I, preferably in the middle of the day because the sun is up high mm -hmm. and you can see better in the water. Okay. Go in there, take it easy, come back to the dock, and then go have a great meal in Stiverts, which is the in my opinion, the number one restaurant in all of La Paz. So, right. I mean, it's an experience that you want to have. Yeah. It's just a great experience. You don't have to be fishing. You can just go out and actually see the beauty of this. Mm -hmm. And actually, the restaurant you mentioned is Steinbeck's, and it's, yeah, not, a, it's, not, Steinbeck's. it's, it's not a coincidence because of the, his affiliation in La Paz. But uh, I think, was it the I'll book, be the there Pearl? tonight. Oh, <laughs> Chris, man. You, you got such I a will. tough life. I go there. You got such a tough life. But, yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. And, and Costa Baja takes care of me. Mm -hmm. So give an idea. Obviously, you know, the prime reason that we like to go down there is, is uh, the fishing opportunities. But this is something that you can take a day or even go out fishing. Sometimes you'll come across them on the way in. Yeah, you can, you can yeah. find them right there. Right in front of Costa Baja, uh, as you come into the marina, We've seen seven there the other day while we were going out fishing. So they're all in this area where there's plankton. Where there's plankton this time of year, you will find these critters. Mm -hmm. Well, oh, I see, because the, that, that's what they're doing. Is instead of following the bait, they follow the plankton. Hmm. Exactly about that. right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when the wind blows, it pushes the plankton in different areas. And, and these fish, well, it's like anyone else, you know. I follow around restaurants, too, because that's where the food is. <laughs> and we know you like to eat. But actually, oh, I, know, I, know you, I know you like to cook, too. Well, I like to cook. And I'll tell you what, with the chef at Costa Baja, I love cooking with him. I just about two weeks ago, <laughs> Larissa and Lise, uh, Captain Patrick Crawford, Myself and Charlie cooked with the chef there in Costa Baja. Okay. It was incredible. Well, by the we way, Dorado that we caught, and uh -huh. it was fantastic. Now, I, Larissa, uh, aka Larissa Unleashed, has been a frequent guest, and she spends some time down there and done a lot of television shows with you. She recently got some sort of an award. What was that? The Top Shot of the Year Award. She shot a deer. Running at full speed with an arrow. <laughs> Boy, that's one woman you wouldn't get pissed off at you, do you? <laughs> Ooh, no, you wouldn't get her mad. I mean, I, I mean, she. We stayed together for seventeen days filming. Yeah. And I tried really to keep her nice. Yeah. I kept <laughs> knives and sharp <laughs> instruments away from her. Okay. Well, uh, by the way, um, let me mention something that is of certainly concern to you and Eduardo. Uh, we are launching a new webpage for realfunadventures.com. You can go to fishtalkradio.com and click on it, uh, but uh, the, its also URL is realfunadventures.com. And it's in its infancy right now. We've got a couple of trips coming up, but it, it, we've got a lot more coming. Probably by the time you know that you listen to this, there might be three or four more. But what the, the plan is on Real Fun Adventures is basically have a landing page, and any place you want to go, any type of fishing you want to get, we're going to have there. I mean, obviously, La Paz, but Alaska, Belize, um, and then maybe sturgeon fishing in, in the Columbia. Uh, whatever that you want. If you don't find us, let us know, and we'll get it for you. But what we're not doing is we're not just taking ads for resorts. Every resort, every trip 
has been personally visited and recommended by someone on the staff, either myself or Grizz or uh, uh, or uh, uh, George in Alaska. So every everyone you can trust in. So we'd really like to get some activity on that. Whatever you want to do, wherever you want to go, we'll get you there. And that is realfunadventures.com. Anyway, we have uh, Pat, Grizz, and Eduardo in studio, and we're almost out of time in this segment. So let's... Uh, um, see if we can get a little plug in, especially for the Costa Baja Resort and Spa. If you go down there and um, just let us know, and Eduardo will meet you and treat you like a VIP. And that is uh, yeah, Costa Baja Resort. And then, of course, we got the Grizz at ASOB Online, and then Pat Young with Western Outdoor News. We appreciate uh, you tuning in to Fish Talk Radio. And make sure you go to the site, and we'll be talking to you real soon. Yeah, come on, fishing. Yeah, yeah, come on, fishing. S-A-N-D-O-S is how to spell luxury resort in downtown Cabo San Lucas. Santos Finistera Los Cabos is the only five-star all-inclusive on the beach next to the marina in Cabo San Lucas. Angler-friendly Santos Finistera Los Cabos is now an affordable world-class resort with the finest accommodations, food, and location anywhere. Enjoy your Cabo fishing adventure as you never have. Visit Sandos.com and use discount code FISHTALK. World-class golf, fishing, and diving in the clear, warm waters of the Sea of Cortez with a true five-star resort. The Grand Heritage Hotel and Resort at Costa Baja, great value and without the hustle of other parts of Baja. On the white sand beach with Espirito Santos Island minutes away. Signature restaurants, pools, and accommodations for an intimate weekend, weddings, or corporate events. On the web at CostaBajaResort.com. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and pargo. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Want to add more excitement behind the wheel? Choose Shell V Power Premium Gasoline and experience a drive that comes alive. Shell V Power removes an average of 60% of performance-robbing gunk on intake valves left by low-quality premium gasolines. And it starts with your very first tank. And now you can save big on Shell fuels. Just sign up free for the Fuel Rewards Network program and receive at least $0.03 per gallon instantly on every fill-up. For full offer and details, visit FuelRewards.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. You get a line, I'll get a pole, baby. You get a line, I'll get a pole, baby. You get a line, I'll get a pole. Oh, honey, baby, mine. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. I'm John Hannigan in studio. Uh, we got rid of the Grizz uh, because he's got uh, he's got to go fishing or some such nonsense. But uh, Pat Young is uh, in studio right now from Western Outdoor News. And it's been it's been a lot of fun, you know. Now, you, um, I know you know a lot about sturgeon because you know you're you well. Know, yeah, we we, we live probably, we live in the East San Francisco Bay Area, and and uh, my son is a real sturgeon fisherman, mm-hmm. and uh, you know. Uh, Kelly Short was talking about having 40, 50 fish days. My son 
went uh, a couple impossible. weeks ago, and he said he had the most epic day he'd ever had, and he caught six in four hours. That's huge. You know? So he's That's talking huge. about 40 or 50. You know? well, <laughs> I can't uh, imagine 40 or 50 I, I, sturgeon I, yeah, in the course of that a day. Would be, and they are a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. And I've had the opportunity. Um, I've caught one legal size. And they are fun, and, you know, I have to say they do taste good. They uh, are excellent. Yeah. Uh, I had never had any in, in, I don't know, it was probably 35 years ago. Mm-hmm. I was in San Francisco at the wharf, and I looked at one of the, recip- one of the recipe or menus on one of the, re- the restaurants there, oh, that's right. and they had sturgeon on the menu. And I, had, I said, never had it, want to try it, went in, ate it, fell in love with it. Uh, they had it in a recipe. The, in a sauce that I went home and recreated, they, oh, really? it was in a in a kind of a tomato uh-huh. sauce on a in a little casserole dish, and it was great. I took it home, figured out what what would make that sauce, and and that's yeah. turned into one of our favorite wow. home recipes yeah. at the house. But cooking it in sturgeon is fantastic. Right. The sturgeon well, it's, is real it's, firm, right? It's white and it's white, kind of like and, almost like lobster. Uh, yeah, yeah, it has a real taste, yeah. firm yeah. texture to it. And, it's a little uh, bit softer than halibut. Mm-hmm. So it's, but, uh, but it's it, good. It, it's excellent, excellent eating. You know, yeah, we were talking no. about making caviar. I, yeah. I had a, I was teaching teaching a meat cutting program in high school years ago, and and one of the kids that I had in class, his dad brought one in, and he had a, you know, a regular milk crate full of caviar or full of eggs, and mm-hmm. we took and made a, about a gallon jar oh, of caviar. Right. And I had a, some executive chef from some restaurant down in the San Joaquin Valley came in to look at our meat cutting program. Mm-hmm. And I said, are you familiar with caviar? Well, of course. I'm an executive yeah, chef. And he right. tried it. He thought it was great. Oh, wow. So, great stuff. Well, and they, they are. They're not easy. Um, you got to be in the right place at the right time. And my understanding from what I found is you look for a drop in the uh, bottom of the river and then just go down, right down on the edge. And well, fall uh, not necessarily. I mean, uh, the the epic day that my son had, uh, he was over on the west side of San Pablo Bay in the flats, and he was fishing in six feet of water at the wow. top of the tide. Wow. And when the tide turned, he said by the time they got done Just after four hours, <laughs> yeah, he says the water was three feet deep. So okay. uh, yeah. the, the fish move with the tide yeah. there, right. particularly in the in okay. closer to San, San Francisco right. Bay. Well, so. let's give one more plug because uh, I think it's very important that we send people to realfunadventures.com. It's up and running. It's going to uh, continue to grow, and we may end up with 20 or 30 different locations on it. But right now, we've got a trip coming up in April. You've got to take a look at We're, we're going to go down to La Paz, and you might be able to see some uh, whale sharks and uh, uh, visit with the Grizz and certainly meet Eduardo. And uh, I don't think we're going to find out what whale shark tastes like, though. I think it's like spotted owl. <laughs> okay. <or something. laughs> okay. All right. We appreciate that, Pat. Thank you very much. And, uh, Pleasure being uh, here. Look, look for Pat's byline in Western Outdoor News. Uh, we appreciate that. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio. And uh, go and log into us and listen to the show as many times as you can at fishtalkradio.com. Fishing 